0: In uh, SoCal, uh, Steady Garage, who actually specializes in uh, ruckuses and stretched ruckuses and groms, they're having a garage sale tomorrow, uh, the twentieth. They are look them up on Steady Garage.
1: Gosh. Do they have a stretch ruckus for sale? For they me?
0: might have a stretched ruckus. They might have some, uh, have some Harley stuff for sale even too. <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening to the show today. My name is Rick James. I'm having a big art show in Oceanside, California. Come on down. It'll be on Saturday the 24th at Legacy Brewery. There's going to be tons of food, bands, other artists, and myself. Come on down. We're going to have great food, local craft beer. Again, Saturday the 24th, Legacy Brewing, 363 Airport Road, Oceanside, California, 92058. Come on out.
0: All right, all right, well, welcome back to the studios, 83.67 KCRMP, Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast, here in the studios in lovely downtown Los Angeles. I'm your host tonight, Memphis Blues, and uh, it's a little overcast tonight in LA, lovely night though, a little bit of backup on the 405 and the 91 as usual. Tonight we're going to have Junk and Whammer coming to you from a Steady Garage. So stick around for some uh, cool entertainment. And don't forget to check out creative-riding.com and buy some mugs to support the show. righty, let's get back to the action with Junk and Whammer.
2: Should we turn off the radio?
0: Nope, we're all good. That's your intro, everybody. Welcome to episode 109 of Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. We are... In uh, studio at Steady Garage tonight And I want to say thanks to Kevin For inviting us down Uh, Hey everybody This is Junk jumping in here real quick On a new mic I might add Uh, I just wanted to add something here You know that little blurb there in the beginning Where Chris was like Oh did I have a stretched ruckus for sale maybe And uh, oh they might have some Harley parts Let me just tell you Once I got Wiggins down to Steady Garage, we spent a good hour milling around and talking to the boys and checking things out. You're going to hear about it in this interview, but I think I finally may have found a sub-250 bike that Wiggins wouldn't be embarrassed to get his uh, crazy ass on and ride around. And I know he would because he said it. He's talked about it now a few times. So let's jump back in here. I just want to get that out of the way. (laughs) Let's get back to our interview. Guys from Steady Garage. All right, everybody, we're back. We are in Steady Garage tonight, and uh, I mentioned over the weekend that uh, I came down here for the garage sale to check it out. Uh, I looked up Steady Garage in the past and and, uh, looked up the stuff they do. A lot of ruckus stuff, a lot of Grom stuff, but I was super surprised to see some giant ass ape hangers when I came down here. We're going to get into that in a little bit, but right now, uh, I'm going to let Kevin introduce himself real quick before we get into the show want to just go ahead and say hi?
2: Hey, what's up everybody? My name is Kevin Dunn and I'm the co-founder of Steady Garage. Uh, we started back in 2012 and um, you know, check out our website. We do a little bit of everything. We also have a sister company called Steady Custom Cycles that does uh, ape hangers, engine guards, um, bag guards, fishtail bo- uh, pipes for baggers and uh, Harley Davidson. So check it out.
0: Rad. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get into the history. We're going to get into exactly what they do because you guys aren't going to believe it. Uh, We're lucky enough, and Wiggins is here too, if you want to say hi, Wiggs. Hi, Wiggs.
1: Yes. Yeah, Um, you're not going to believe it, dude. There's some insane (laughs) shit around here.
0: It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's fucking insane. So the first thing we want to talk about is uh, somebody actually sent us an Ask Wiggins, and uh, it was regarding... Basically, uh, a horn on his S2. So we we actually do have an Ask Wiggins, and he says that he's got some horns. Here's uh, some before or after clips, depending on how they fall. Uh, he's got an orange S2R. Nice. A, and the horns on it, he was talking about how motorcycle horns sound like super chintzy and weak. Yeah. People and, are going to move for that shit. Mm, mm, uh-uh. Not at all. And actually, just the other day, when I was driving home from here, uh, I almost got ran over, and I was like beeping my horn because like, People just don't like. I was right in front. They were looking right at me, and they just kept driving straight toward me. And I was like, beep 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 beep, going. Man, I wish this was like as a train horn, right? So he actually sent us in some clips, but he's like, he he wanted to get your opinion about um, the sound of these things and and see how they uh, what you think of them. Oh no! So yeah, so I got them here. I, let me load them up real quick. All right. While I load those up, let me read the original email here. It comes to us from Rob Lawrence and it says, hello. It doesn't say that actually. It says, I'm in a weird spot with this stuff as I'm a 42-year-old Englishman living in Washington and only just getting around to realizing my lifelong gross fantasies of motorcycle ownership. So yeah, forgive me if it seems obvious, but none of it is obvious to me. So your podcast is crazy informative. One of the millions of questions I had was Why the hell do they simultaneously say motorcycles are so unseen and dangerous Yet they give them these tiny pipsqueak horns My S2R has acres of space where the original horn is So fitting two aftermarkets there is no problem But that not might be so easy for others maybe Maybe? I went with the hella two-tone trumpet horns, smiley face. They're almost plug-and-play and about double the volume of the horn without making it sound like I'm compensating for a deficiency elsewhere on my person. Some of them are nothing short of a locomotive horn. No idea of this—oh, well, that's not important. He sent us some video clips of uh, the horns tooting, and uh, I have to say— they actually sounded pretty legit. And he sent us this really bitchin' pic of his S2R uh, orange tank from an 800, but uh, the bike's an a 07-1000, which uh, wigs can probably totally relate to. So, all right, Rob, let's get back to us at Steady Garage and not me here blabbing in the studios. All right. But um, what do you think? I, I think, aside from exhausts, the horns is like the first thing people
1: usually take off a bike, right? Yeah, I... My Harley doesn't even have one. <laughs> right. So, I'm not sure my Ducati still has one either, actually. I think it might still. Rad. All I'll right. Have to, I'll have to look under the tank. <laughs> That's how much I really know. I don't even know if my bike has a horn. The Harley, man, you just pull the clutch in and rev it up. That is the horn. That's the only thing people move for, though. Yeah, I was gonna say that's the most annoying thing too.
0: From my house, I can hear people rev bombing all the time, and I'm like, "Come on, nobody's gonna like." That's a, I think like the guys like misshift or something. Like I don't think cars know. I'm annoyed. I annoy myself doing it, but it's the only way cars will move out of the way. Right. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and play them um, a horn toot here. See what you guys think.
1: It's like a 1940s car. All right.
0: Well, let's see what his first, what it sounded like before with the stock S2R horn.
1: Yeah. See, that's like a mini. Yes.
0: Yeah.
2: It sounds like a ruckus. <laughs> yeah. You're right. There you it go. sounds
1: like every motorcycle and a Scion. <laughs> right. Right. Hey, I have a Scion. Oh, is that? I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Right. That did sound or like my horn. Or did I? Though. Yes. <laughs> so that's Rob Lawrence. He's a, uh, uh, is this Rob? That's an Englishman up in Washington, I think, wanting to get. Uh, your opinion of the horns, and I said, "Okay, I will ask." Anything witness. better than a moped horn is good. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Anything better than a moped <laughs> horn, Kevin? What, what do you say? Horns in, in or out on all these bikes that you build? Do you leave the horns on?
2: In California, the louder, the better.
0: <laughs> I'm People go,
2: are in the way. Yeah.
0: always in the way. I'm gonna go home and put a foghorn on my bike tonight. So, Rob, I hope that settles uh, your question there. Yes to the horns. And uh, no to the motorcycle stockies. I like that. I think she put a train horn on there. Uh, next, what do we have up in our list here? We got an email from Doug McDonald. Jesus Christ, I got to go dig through some more. Um, I did want to say before we get to Doug McDonald's email that um, Robert Pandia was on Pit Pass Moto Weekly. If you guys listen to the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast this last week, you know that he was also on... Uh, Pit pass, his, yeah, he was on Motorcycles Misfits. He was on Pit Pass. He's making like this huge pr- push right now to engage more people, more women to ride, um, get this younger generation to ride.
1: I think if more people saw these grounds, they'd want to ride more.
0: I was going to say, this is the perfect place to talk about all this because like, this is what's going to get more people to ride. So our next email is coming in from Doug McDonald. And uh, he says, hey, I'm listening to the podcast on flat tracking. He you know, must have been you. Did he say McDonald Duck, Doug? Mm-hmm. McDonald Duck? Mm hmm. It's McDonald Duck from the East Coast. Uh, Doug McDonald. And he says, Hey, listening to the podcast on flat tracking, realize you're from the area that I grew up in a long time ago. Uh, interesting talk with Bob Larson from Valley Center. He raced in the 70s on a Big Bore single. My Jap bike was a two cycle loser. Four season riding on a BMW pack mule in the frozen East. I'm older than dirt, but enjoying the great podcast, Doug. I just want to tell Doug. He may be as old as dirt, but nobody's as old as me. <laughs>
1: and good. I'm glad he enjoys. Yes. And so, hey, if anyone on the East Coast are halfway to the Midwest, I really need to borrow, preferably, an XR750 for a race in the beginning of June in Indiana. So if you have one and you're really dumb, hit me up. I want to ride it. Dude, most people that have motorcycles are really
0: dumb. What are you <laughs> That's
1: my point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so... Let's talk about where we are tonight. We're, we are in the bowels of Steady Garage here. We uh, are kicking, live on location. Live on location. Kicking it with Kevin. And ooh, you,
1: you can hear a little motorbike starting in the back there. Um, it doesn't sound that little. No. I mean, I know it's little, but it's not that little.
0: Yeah.
1: It's, it, it is not that little.
0: It sounds like a freaking... Is that a thumper? What is that? Where are they starting over there?
2: Uh, let's see what they're doing over there. What bike are you guys starting?
0: The the, Kawasaki Z125, the Boss Haas Z125, Boss Haas. So yeah, we're in the we're in Steady Garage right now. Um, I got a couple questions for Kevin because, like I said, I'd seen this place before. I've looked at their blog before. I know what they do, but I know that most of you out there won't. And so I'm going to let Kevin take it away with this first question. Kevin,
2: what is Steady Garage? Steady Garage is uh, anything on two wheels. Um, we work on... What started out was Ruckus, Honda Ruckus, and uh, we used to ride them around the uh, the racetrack when we used to go drifting on in our uh, 86 Corollas and 240s yeah, and all that, you know? The two forty and 240 when And, you, um, you know, the tracks that we used to go to, it was big and people were spinning out, they were losing parts, so we would have to run all the way across the track and um, we <laughs> needed another... Uh, you know something else to 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 go out there, and um, so our friend picked up um, these Honda Ruckuses, and um, before you know it, instead of going to the track to drift, we were going to the track just to ride around and and do stupid shit with it. You know, yeah. so um, it started out with the Ruckus, and um, and it slowly evolved. You know, the Grom came in, and um, you know, sports bike people who were owning Ruckuses It's kind of like a gateway bike, uh, a gateway uh, bike where people were. Um, evolving and, and going into other bigger bikes, sports bikes and stuff, and um, yeah. And next thing you know, people are buying Harleys, and we were we were hopping them up. Yeah, yeah. I know
0: it's quite a contrast to come in here and see. Like, 50 ruckuses, uh, you know, 25 groms, and then, like, I don't know, like, 15 big-ass Harleys with, like, 19-foot-long ape hangers. Like, some of the shit, I would have to stand up to reach the the, the grips on the shit. Of course, I'm only two and a half feet tall, but so, but still, yeah, like... It's, it's incredible to see the mix of stuff in here and I don't think people would be prepped for that. Like once they, oh, Steady Garage,
1: that's a scooter and then mm. come in and see like baggers and shit. That's cool. Like I think that represents what a lot of people, a lot of motorcyclists like kind of skip is that a lot of us are motorcycle riders and we don't mm. care. Mm-hmm. But I mean, so many people are stuck in the idea like I'm a Harley dude. Like, yeah. go eat a dick. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> like, think I think you see it in the media.
0: Uh, uh, unfortunately, you see it in motorcycle media where they have like ADV mags and they have a uh, ad with like a dude on his ADV bike and his ADV gear or a guy like dressed up like a Power Ranger and it's like you're looking around. There's some dude like the guy that was here on Saturday Mm -hmm. had a Harley and a Grom, and it's like that shit you don't expect. You know, he looked like a fucking Mongol, but then he's like, "Yeah, I got a Grom," and I was like, "Holy shit, this is crazy." (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think real motorcyclists don't care. And going back to like the Robert Pandya give a shift whole, like getting people engaged and getting the new generation engaged. Exactly what you said, man. This is a gateway Mm -hmm. into other stuff, like potentially into all sorts of red shit, and even like. I even talked to a dude that was had been riding a Moto Guzzi back in like the 80s, and he was thinking of getting a Grom. He's like in his 50s now or something. He was an older, older gentleman, and he was like, yeah, I've seen one of these Groms, and I was like, dude, do it. I, so so even some people are going back, you mm-hmm. know, to small.
1: I think, too, like looking around this shop especially, but even I've seen it before, but it, it's more so here. Like there are some badass little setups, but I think the Grom is almost like if you're a track guy or a canyon guy, it's almost the next evolution because you're like, everyone goes out to the canyon on a CBR 1000 and I'm bored. Wait, mm-hmm. I can take a Grom out and troll those fucking dudes. Yeah. Like, I've told the story about getting, in a way, smoked up a canyon by a Grom. Like, in a way, we can, yeah. it was bad, dude. You just, we don't know how just, bad it was. I just it. never saw him again. Admit it. Just admit it. <laughs> so, but it's like, like, to me, that's the rad like evolution is like, people are going to smaller bikes because it's like showing that hey i can take this small bike out and do fun shit on it too Mm -hmm. and mini bikes were fun i mean i remember 15 years ago when 50s were huge
2: yeah
1: and uh we're gonna interview him on the show later i got a buddy that races 50s in uh eastern tennessee and they've got a little like they've got like three or four little places they race in parking lots Uh and uh they race the they race like little like autocross style courses, but it's like ten dudes at once or whatever. So they don't do the groms. He said the groms are too big. Mm-hmm. Um, I told them they need to start their own. Like they just got to do a grom class because the bikes are there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, he's got a fucking bitching ass little fifty that they race the shit out of, uh-huh. and it's so it's cool to see like the mini bikes are just a good time.
2: Yeah, like yeah.
1: It, and that is like. I think what people forget like you get on bigger bikes or start doing stuff you forget how much fun it is and it makes you feel like a fucking kid again yeah. yeah yeah so is this
0: speaking about steady garage is this a mini bike garage is this like a you know is that what you guys specialize in or is this just a motorcycle
2: custom shop yeah, that's actually a good question. I think it, it will it'll be just a, a two-wheel custom shop, motorcycle and, and scooter, because we don't want to discriminate, you know, because <laughs> some people get a little bent depending on how, how the way you, uh, you, you, you know, whatever you call their bike. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, and I think, that's, I think that's really good. I think that's one of the, the best ways to, like, um, basically include everybody in the whole scene, you know what I mean. That's like that's what I was blown away by by the shop. Is it like a DIY or membership shop, or like can can anybody come in and work on stuff?
2: Uh, no, it's, it's just usually to the employees only. And um, you know, we we do you know over the the years we we get really um, close to some of the the customer who becomes friends. So they would come often. And, yeah, nice. And, uh, you know. And, so yeah.
1: what? I just want to like get under someone's skin. Is the grom technically a motorcycle or a scooter?
2: Is a mini motorcycle. Okay.
1: <laughs> but yeah, you don't like sit in it like you do a scooter. Like it doesn't have the like open spot for your legs. But right, a grom's mm. not a step through. Right.
2: Yes, yeah. but
1: it is very small.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: So, how did you guys get your start? Uh, looking at where you guys are right now, and looking at the sort of stuff that you guys cover, let's take it back to the beginning. And how did you guys get your start? I read it was like. Well, I'll let you tell us, but I read that it was like long nights over hookah pipes and, and backyard beer bongs and shit like that. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's pretty much how it started. You know, um, we, the, the good thing is that all of us, all of the the founders, were all passionate about it. Yeah. And uh, we were willing to stay up and pull the long-nighters and, and actually build Steady Garage to where it is today. You know, and, mm-hmm. um, I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a team effort. And... Um, yeah, I, I think um, that's pretty much the, sh- the, the the strongest point of Steady Garage, right? Yeah.
0: And a lot of I know there's a lot of DIY garages, a lot of membership garages out there because it, it is hard to, to do what you guys have done, which is take uh, literally nothing, take an idea in somebody's backyard, mm-hmm. and turn it into something that's this. This place is pretty big. It's not a little hole in the wall shop. It's a pretty good size, uh, regular industrial shop. I worked in a body shop about this big a mm-hmm. long time ago. And uh, you know like 15 techs and, and however many cars we could fit in. So I mean it's not a small little deal. So you guys went from like a bedroom or a living room to this man. Like that's How long did that take you?
2: Uh, it took us about three years. Got and it. so this is uh, our, our fifth year um, on going on to the six years. Right. Yeah, so um, it definitely didn't happen overnight. Right. No
0: way. Damn, this podcast just started the second. I better be in, like, a fucking studio downtown like, <laughs> next year if I'm, like, going you know, know live up yeah. to this shit, right? Yeah, so, no, this, it's pretty amazing. And um, how did you come up with the name Steady Garage? Where did that come from? Where did the, like, impetus to start, you know, the garage come from, too? I, I think we
2: were stoned. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You're like,
0: Stony Garage. <laughs> Stony Garage will never fly.
2: It's got to no. be something more classy. Yeah, so um, we, we were at uh, Dewey's house, actually, and then um, we were just drinking beer and just uh, jamming away on music. And um, doing, I think he was doing some coding at the time, and I was writing some of the, the business plan. And um, and we actually started a a clothing company called Mild. So what's chilled and mild is something steady. So that's kind of piggyback off of each right, other. That's yeah. good.
0: I like that yeah that's really good and then um, the founding members
2: who how many of you guys were there who are, is everybody still around is everybody still part of this uh, yeah there was actually six people unfortunately one of them left because um, you know he was actually part of a, a record label so he's on to bigger and better things um, so the, f- the the five of us who still remain is um, Dewey Raymond Jimmy Steven and myself and then um, you know as we went, actually on our third year, we actually added Luis, uh, which is probably um, a lot of people know him as Buki. So he he builds a lot of like custom handlebars and all that. So that's where we actually went full on with the Harley Davidson stuff.
0: Yeah, I know. That was my next question: is why scooters and Harleys all right we're gonna step away quickly we'll take a break we're gonna hear from a sponsor of the show and we will get back to answer that question why scooters and harleys in a moment hey everybody out there go check creative-writing.com order your mug today you won't be disappointed you'll feel like a piece of hay Well, guess what? Daily Bikers right now has some exclusive notebooks just like the one that I use to take notes for the show. One features a BMW S1000RR, and the other one features a Suzuki GSX-R1000, and then there's the classic fat boy one, which is the one I have. They're coming in white pages. I have the ones with like a yellow tint so it doesn't hurt my eyes when I'm writing in it. Not writing. And uh, you know what? Go ahead and go scoop one up because they're limited to 50. And if I haven't got one for you by the Solstice Slam, I'll know because they'll be sold out. So I need to get my buns on there and uh, get a couple for you guys. Um, And speaking of crashes, I'm going to let Dan talk about a crash that he had a while back.
3: So talking crash stories, I have one that sticks in my head because it was one of those stupid-ass moments which should never have happened. But every year on Australia Day, which is the 26th of January here in Australia, me and about 10 other mates take off and head for the Snowy Mountains, which is, you know, it's a legendary piece of road with amazing twisties and mountains and blacktops and you name it. But for some reason... That particular time, in that particular year when we went up there, it decided to piss down with rain, and it was wet and it was cold. I was wearing a mesh jacket, so I was hypothermic. I think I just completely lost all functionality and capability to ride. And as we came up to the, an intersection after about four hours of riding in this shit weather, I turned to the right to look at the oncoming traffic and just washed out the front and went sliding down the road on this brand-new hypermotard motard evo sp i just scratched the living shit out of it and couldn't believe myself it was nuts
0: <laughs> <laughs> so listen luckily dan's lighthearted enough to laugh off his crash but i would be extremely upset if somebody didn't get me something from daily bikers check them out now like i say all the time they've got gift cards stickers notebooks coloring books anything that you could want that's motor related and it's 100 percent made by our buddy dan over at daily bikers a true biker nut happy australia day everybody Hey everybody, just a quick reminder, Solstice Slam is going to be coming up here soon. Well, quicker than you think. That means riding season's also going to be starting up here pretty soon. Hope you have winterized your bike properly because there's nothing like turning the key over that first day of spring nice really good riding weather and nothing happens but a bunch of water squirting out of your end of your exhaust um hey save those stories and others like it for Solstice Slam if you are a new listener to the show that is our yearly like Uh, story, poetry, like, slam, jam, you can send in anything. Even this crappy music you hear in the background, that's me. If you got something you want to play and submit to the show for Solstice Slam, go for it. Uh, Yeah, I will post up emails as soon as that gets a little bit closer. Right now, let's get back to our interview with Kevin from Steady Garage.
3: It's
0: like, that's, it's like... Kind of weird to see a Harley shop that does scooters or a scooter shop that does Harleys, and you guys do both and mm-hmm. and everything in between. I don't want to say that you don't do like there's this Honda CB 1100 right behind me, and Rebels all around here, so it's not just like we only do scooters and Harleys, but you guys do like everything.
3: Mm-hmm. But
0: looking around, going, damn, how did that happen? And so that kind of explained a little bit of it. But what exactly do you guys do? Like, I, I to explain to, to explain to the listeners that don't have the pleasure of being here, I took some photos, but. You guys got a damn arsenal back here of like tools and like you know all the steel that you could you could want like I I walked in here and I like almost fainted going man think of all the stuff I could make mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. So you guys do a lot of stuff in house
2: Yeah so we do we actually manufacture um like uh, a lot of our our, our, our parts in house um from small little CNC billet parts to um exhaust system headers and all that um intakes so It's cool to to have a control over that, you know So Mm -hmm. I think that's the main reason why we we started doing that And also uh, Luis is a really talented fabricator And uh, Jimmy's a really good uh, engineer So with uh, a whole collective of everybody We were able to, you know do a little bit of everything, yeah.
0: Right, and I I was talking to Wiggins. I was like, damn, I don't even know how to use half the stuff in here. He does, but obviously you got a bunch of talented guys, not just a bunch of dudes that come in here and, like, use grinders and shit, like, Mm -hmm. you know, every hipster video with sparks and a beard and shit. It's like, (laughs) no, these guys know how to use, like, actual fucking machinery back here and stuff. So it's pretty amazing to see some of the stuff he just got benched back there. And I have to say, it's pretty organized, too. It's not like some shops where they're throwing, like, a an old wetsuit and like a pile of boxes off a bike to get back behind you know what i mean like you uh-huh. guys are actually i could tell it's a working shop cuz the way you guys are set up and you got everything organized back mm-hmm. there so it's pretty cool um who like what type of experience does everybody bring to the table are you guys like all trained on this shit or you guys learn do some people learn as they go or what oh
2: man yeah we actually a lot of things we are learning as we go so we're not definitely we're not perfect but um you know um i think a lot of our uh, you know customers and clients, they're understanding, and that actually give us a opportunity to um, you know to grow. Um, so with that being said, um, yeah, I have a little bit of background in welding and fabrication. Jimmy has a you know background in machining and uh, technical equipment, and uh, Luis with a uh, you know um, with uh, a fa- uh, production stuff. Dewey with uh, the website. Uh, Raymond with his uh, expertise on like electrical stuff. So yeah, you, it's it's Man. it's a lot of a lot of uh, things collectively.
0: Yeah, you yeah. guys you picked a good group. Like you guys were a perfect fit to start all this up. You know, without a hitch, without having to go. Oh shit! Now we got to go get somebody that you know what I mean. Like sounds mm-hmm. like you guys all meshed and everybody had. It was like the fucking A team. Let's just put it that way. Like, everybody had something to bring to the table. Literally, um, real quick, so that people know that you you know don't just. Sell so gas caps and key fobs. Mm-hmm. What type, you guys got a whole bunch of stuff back here. What type of stuff do you make for like scooters, Harleys? Like, like just give me a quick range maybe of like 10 different style of things that you guys
2: pop out on a regular basis. Uh, we specialize in a lot of engine swaps. Like on the Ruckus, we put like GY6 engines in there, Zuma 125. And the new thing is the CBR 300 and 250 uh, swap uh, kit for the Grom. And we also do, um, you know, uh, stretch kits, uh, suspensions, uh, custom wheels, and custom paint jobs. So, you know, it's, it's, it's from little bolt-on things to full-blown fabrication stuff, like center shock mounts and all that for the Ruckus, which is unheard of, you know?
0: Yeah. You guys make, like, the arms and stuff here, too, like... When you do like stretch stuff Yeah we do And you guys I'm not 100% sure But I've seen some Harley bars But those things definitely Were not for like a Ruckus Or, or a Grom Those big ass bars in the back Those beach bars You guys uh-huh. So you guys make Harley bars and yeah. Up in the front of the shop You got like these Like 22 inch ape hangers You got like a pair of 48 inch ape hangers <laughs> up there But No you guys like I'm
2: assuming you guys Make all that stuff here Yeah we do So it's, all the stuff is made In um, in house And in the USA So you know, definitely nothing is really uh, sent overseas, you know, and it's good because uh, when people come in and visit, they're, they're able to to experience and walk through the shop and they're like getting jazzed about yeah. it. Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: super cool. Like when people are getting their wallet out, but they can see where it's made and mm-hmm. they can see the people that make it and like they want to. They're not buying into just the product; they're buying into the whole thing, Mm -hmm. and I think that goes a long way. Like people will, you know, they want to, like, in a way, invest in that.
0: You know, yeah, I know. Just and you're talking to them, like, right here at the shop. You're like, hey, and let me go back there and, like, make something real fast or whatever. But yeah, like, it's rad. Like, it's just amazing that the amount of stuff that you guys have and the and the amount of it that's made here in house, Mm -hmm. Um, even the little engine caps and plugs and stuff like that. I think you guys made yeah lot there's lot of some, yeah
2: there's some of the little accessories where, you know that we have our own ideas that we wanted to apply it to
0: yeah right uh, so not only do you guys do hard parts and you know conversion kits and like engine work and stuff like that, but you guys also do stuff like you host events and you guys do like like the sWAT like the garage sale or the
2: yard sale, mm-hmm. but do you guys do rides and stuff like that? Oh uh, I, I think we hosted a, a couple of rides in the past but it's really time time consuming and uh, you know we have families that it's also growing as a part of the the business yeah. too you know we're you know we're uh, looking to, to start a mini family myself, and Jimmy has two kids, and Dewey has like you know a couple of jobs so um we we would like to do more events um, I think it's just a matter of time where we can we can iron things out and mm-hmm. make it more smooth, yeah yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely the yard sale was pretty cool and it's it's not like Long Beach swap meet or something where mm-hmm. you have like acres and acres. It was like nice and cut down to like some really specific stuff. And I was going by even like I didn't even have a scooter and I kinda wanted to buy there was like a, a YZ fifty motor. I was like, shit, I could grab a couple parts and in like three months have a scooter.
1: Like mm-hmm. it was there's was just all sorts of shit. I probably could've cobbled one together just out of the And shit it here. ended up being kinda like a bike show too, didn't it? Like there was it's yeah. kinda cool too. It's like a little garage sale, but it's more like you know you get all these people to show up, and it's kind of a cool event in itself, mm-hmm.
2: right? You know, yeah. it. I, I think our our, uh, our our followers and our yeah. clients and customers for that, because without yeah. them, it wouldn't have happened, you know? Yeah, yeah. That
0: was my next question: is like given given the events and given you know a ride or two here, or even a garage sale here, or even going to a, another event like Joe's Mini Bike Reunion or something like that like what type of community have you guys grown around the garage? I, I'm assuming there was like no scooters dudes that would cruise over here at mm-hmm. first, right? And yeah. Then, and then now the, every time you guys have something, there's obviously like a group of Groms or scooters that shows up mm-hmm. around the area. What type of community have you guys like built specifically around the garage or around this part of town?
2: Um, definitely just the, the ruckus and scooter guys, the stunt guys. There's been a, a, a good amount of uh, stunner that has been evolving. Especially with the Grom and Z one twenty five, um, but we, the thing is, I guess we, we don't really discriminate against anybody. So anything on two wheel, we get jazz about it, and yeah. I think that's the the most important part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah that's rad. And then I don't know. Is there still the, like the Ruckster crew that that's around
2: here or something like that? Is there was there like a ruckus like crew called Rucksters? Yeah, there were um another shop. They they were just down the street from my current location and um unfortunately something happened with their landlord so they had to close down um as far as starting back up again, um the, I haven't heard anything as far as like starting a full shop, but I think the owners or the founders has been working, you know, in the garage, you know, their house, the garage at their house. So, yeah. um, hopefully, you know, like they they're they're back up and running because, you know, they're
0: they're probably a big part of like the scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had seen those guys at Temple City Power Sports. They had like a bike night, and all those guys showed up. Like it yeah. was a ton of them, and I was like, wow, th- there's a huge scooter scene here, mm-hmm. and. They're not your regular scooters. They're not dudes like on Piaggios and Vespas and stuff. It's dudes like on these stretch slam, like show bike ruckuses. And then I started checking out the blog and I have to admit, there's like some pretty scantily clad ladies hanging out in the LA river <laughs> on some of these things that would like not even dare touch my dirty ass bike. And I'm going, wow. Guys,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I want you guys to know that Junkie here, he's pretty well got a mini bike, right? An OG SR250. Did you, did you yeah. write that down and show it to him? He yeah. might be super I did. stoked. It's I, kind I, of a- I
0: parked behind a big white Ford over here because I didn't uh-huh. want nobody to see it. And I was like, I hope it even starts on the way out. It's <laughs> been running weird lately. I, I need to like, fiddle with the carb. But I like hid that shit, and I was like, eh. And then I walked over here, and I was like, damn, everything's here. So it was cool. I should have just like cruised in but I'm always embarrassed about that thing you but. shouldn't need to be yeah if, if you if you couldn't start it we would have helped you I know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what if there's one place you want to break down it's like at a motorcycle shop <laughs> right so yeah no it was cool and and definitely there was a mix there was like some rad Honda elites here there was like a couple I think I saw a couple of Zumas lots of groms oh, good, good you. like you know there and of course the Harley's and there's a lot of Grom's parked next to them I've seen on your guys' blog actually I've seen some guys that have some pretty like crazily custom Groms that are like all the way from like Naked Street Fighter and the stunter one that's over here behind us it's got a full cage and like all the you know the dual levers and all that stuff to like a, a really nice looking cafe one like a vintage cafe mm-hmm. um, so I mean there's like a lot of versatility too within the crew like not mm-hmm. all the guys want to slam them not all the guys want to stun them not all the guys want to like race them but you guys I mean you know you guys foster that whole whole appeal you know to to building custom shit and is that an elite SS or what? Is that what is that teal one? Uh, the teal one is
2: a Sh- eighty-eight. Oh no, eighty-seven actually. Um, <laughs> it's like it is that elite. Yeah, Yeah, It's just an
0: elite. So I'm looking at this thing, and it's got started as just an elite. Yeah, (laughs) it's got a carb on it that's about the size of the one that was on my fucking Coronet 440 back in the day. It looks as big as one of my sports. Yeah, (laughs) it's a humongous, and this thing's awesome. And I bet you, like, you know, you roll up like on a LS2 or one of the new like, you know, Hellcats,
1: and just like, (laughs) what's rad is like you the like you put the plastic back on the side of it, and it's kind of a sleeper. Yeah, like it's got a big exhaust, and it's stretched a little bit. But it's really a sleeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fucking rad. Yeah. No, I dig it. And that's what I'm
0: saying. This whole shop has just got surprises left and right and left and right. And so it's. it's How bummed sub- would you be
1: if you got smoked by a Honda Elite from a stoplight? I wouldn't. I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually invest in one. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So you can ride it to Vegas too? Oh
0: my God. Yeah. I'll, I'd ride the shit out of one of these things. So yeah, that, uh, the community that you guys have built, the stuff that you guys offer, like it, it's all amazing to me. And seeing everything here in the shop just like come together in like one nice little package is, is pretty amazing. I got to give it to you guys. Um, we're going to get back. We're going to talk a little bit more with Kevin and, and some of the crew about you know what their plans are, what their future are, and the kind of crazy stuff they do with these bikes. But uh, we're going to take a little, little break right now. We're going to get into uh, Roast My Bike. everyone, this is Liza from the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast. And when I am getting a root canal or something else really just painful and shitty, I like to listen to the Creative Writing Podcast, because the best way to fight pain is with pain. All right, all right. This is Memphis Blues back with you at 83.67 K CRMP. And uh, right now, I'm just reporting we have a pile up on the 405, a little tank slapper on the 105, a uh, bridge out on the regular 5. And if you're on the one up near the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast up in sunny Santa Cruz, California, you may notice that half the hill has slid down into the ocean last year. No bueno all right all right you know what time it is we're gonna get back to some uh q a with steady garage but right now it's time for roast my bike i guarantee by next week maybe even by the end of this week I'll have some rad theme music for Roast My Bike. But tonight's bike comes to us from the one and only... But for now, I'm going to play Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Hey, I made this song. Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Don't insult my shit. (laughs) Oh, I'm roasting the wrong thing already. Sorry. You're you're roasting my song. Off topic. Uh, Yeah, totally. Let's go down that rabbit hole. Hey, guys, real quick. I did make a theme song between the time we made this interview and the very next day. Let's throw on the theme song for Roast My Bike. If ugly bikes were a crime, you'd be in jail. Yours should be cool, but it's an ultimate fail. So, yeah, tonight's bike is brought to you by the one and only Chris Singsheim from uh, Wisconsin, Woo-hoo. Waukesha. I always say Waukesha, and they, they uh, correct me, it's Waukesha. So, coming to us from the uh, chilliest state in the uh, north right now, DRZ 400E. The E stands
1: for. Uh, <laughs> the but DR stands for do not ride.
0: Oh, <laughs> boom.
1: Hey, right. is it a supermoto? No. Well, it fucking should be.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So this, hey Chris, just a reminder. This comes from a place of love.
1: Hey, I can't hate on it too bad though. It probably smokes that Jigser in a quarter mile.
0: Oh, booyah! It does. And you know what? I know if Chris has had his hands on it, that's probably true. It probably doesn't. It's got a turbo on it now. Probably barely works anymore. Um, I heard you can you can haul sturgeon
1: on those things. (laughs) <laughs> See why I'm terrible
2: at this shit? So we need some help. I ran out. I had
1: like 20 seconds
2: and I was good. It, yeah. It should be uh, DRZ400 without the E because, you know, electric yeah. starts for pussy.
0: You're right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just well kidding. No, he's not. He's actually not. I'm not kidding. I buy back his statement 100%. Yeah, you know what? I get it. You're, you're kind of too old. You probably have elephantiasis of the knee joint, and you can't really kick over a bike anymore. But you know what, buddy? Eat some eat your bran flakes and take your Geritol every morning. You should be able to kick that baby right over. The DRZ400S is what you uh, what you want.
1: See, I always learned to push start them like you start on a hill. But then I hey, remember that he's in Wisconsin. Yeah,
0: there's, so there's no hills. And <laughs> he's unfortunately, out of luck.
1: unfortunately, that's the only way you can
0: get a DRZ to start is by pushing it because these things are hunks of shit. Cricket,
1: (laughs) cricket, damn! It is like the only street legal dirt bike that's still out there, or ever was, because everyone knew it was a dumb idea. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah, the DRZ, except the twenty thousand dollar KTM. Don't
0: resuscitate. Damn, this is harder than
1: this is hard. I wish I was funny because then this would be funny, but <laughs> I know. Since I'm not We need to watch some Comedy Central <laughs> oh, roast thanks. and like we'll change their jokes to fit motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> I know
0: I even had some good ones, and now that I'm on the spot, I totally forgot them. It's that it tol- definitely makes it harder. Yeah, it's that thing where like three days later you come up with the good. We should just rip. move
1: on. Chris, do not ride that DR anymore. God. And then we're gonna move on.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna email you personally after the show and just roast the shit out of your bike. When <laughs> <laughs> so it's time gonna- to think about Yeah, after I've had some sleep and some Weedabix, after I've got my uh, Geritol, I'm going to call you up. Hey, guess what, Chris? I've had some time. I've thought about it a little bit. Got one for you. What's the difference between a DRZ400E and a taint? One is a smelly piece of useless meat with a ball bag above it and it's near a stinky asshole and the other one is a taint hey how do you know when a guy is riding a DRZ 400E on level ground drool runs out of both sides of his mouth and uh, the oil drips straight down alright bastard well, Chris, just because your bike sucks doesn't mean you have to. Please uh, stay tuned for this week's show and next week's show and, and every show after that. And if you want to get your bike roasted, send us an email with a picture to creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com. Next week, we have Lawrence O'Pio's bike, the SV1000, I believe. And Boy, that thing looks like a turd. All right. Well, I can't wait to get into that next week. We're going to move on to a segment that we're good at, which is uh, talking what, about the
1: show over already. Yeah, that's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, we, Whoa. we end on a shitty roast. Oh, God. And that's the end of the show forever. Like I just yeah. go home and delete our We're going to end with what we're good at. It's all over. <laughs> it's over. Fucking shit. So segment three is the build. Kevin, we've been focusing for the last, like, five weeks. We, we only wanted it to be a five-week thing, but now I think it's going to be an all-year thing because we didn't really plan it out very well. But we've been talking about building, building custom shit. There's nothing custom in here, unfortunately, but uh, <laughs> if you were to build some custom stuff, um, we're trying to get them inspired to build a bike. And, like, so we talked about tools. We talked about, you know, looking where to find inspiration, how to pick a good bike and all that stuff. So, coming from your background here, you got any tricks or tips that you can offer the folks at home?
2: I think it's a, it might sound a little cliche, but um, just don't be afraid to dive into anything. Just start hacking away, you know? <laughs> yeah, just, just do it. That's what everybody yeah. says not to do, right? Yeah, just start hacking away, and if you <laughs> think it you looks cool, it, it probably before. does look cool. I <laughs> just <laughs> no, see some of the stuff that we build, I mean... Like a brand new rebel, we took it all apart, and, and we didn't even know what we, you know, how do, how it came off apart. Right, but okay. we, we managed to uh, get it together and, and made something cool out of it. You know Thanks. what?
0: For the I'm, I'm going to go back on what we said then. For the past two episodes, people gave us like even pro builders were like giving us this advice. Find a bike that's like ninety percent of what you want it to be, so it's not you not having to do stuff that you're, is out of your you know capability. I'm gonna go with Kevin here. I like that shit. Yeah. Let's tear it down. Yeah, get to- you never know, you know. And then you have to get then, it back yeah. together. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. then you gotta do it. So yeah, take take the leap. Don't be afraid. Fuck all that shit that everybody else says. It's like a pro builder. Um, So why Talking about the stuff That's here in the shop Let's not talk about Harleys Everybody Every chump Customizes their Harley Off the showroom floor Mm -hmm. We might have to wait For that for a sec Okay good So why would scooters Or small
2: bikes Be a good place To start a build Do you think Um, One is is Fairly affordable And um, It's not really technical There's It's just a It's a CVT transmission So you don't have to Mess around with a Clutch or, or Any of that stuff um, it's, you know there's a lot of parts out there and it's very cheap, like if you mess anything up you could easily go online and, and buy it, a replacement part, used parts someone's got it laying around um, there's also people who just want to get rid of them for really really cheap, Yeah, yeah right. you know, that's a good start
0: right, if it's somebody's starter bike that they're moving on from, they're going to unload it for like, almost free, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. so that's a good, actually that's a pretty good point and looking around like you might think oh I'm buying a Honda Elite and then I look over there and I'm like oh yeah, yeah I'm yeah. buying a Honda Elite
1: well, you think like a popular one you've seen a lot of lately is like the Honda CX500 like the, uh. the guzzy style twin because they were so cheap you know there was like yeah. such an unpopular bike for so long that people were picking them up so cheap mm-hmm. and like they're somewhere ugly, but somewhere nice, yeah. and it was a good like learning bike for someone that wanted to customize one to do.
0: Yeah, they're popping up everywhere, like on all the hipster feeds. But Dave yeah. from from uh, Cerberus was like, "Dude, he worked at Honda for a while, and he's like, those things were shitty when they came out, and they only made a limit. They don't make parts for them. Like you can't really find parts. So that. But I would say like a like a Vino, like a Yamaha Vino, or like a Metropolitan. I saw a ton of those like in 2006 when the market was crazy. And now, like, 12 years later, they're probably, like, you know, $100 on Craigslist or something. Yeah,
2: it's hiding in someone's backyard.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The fact that they're CVT too, means that... And some of them, if they're 50cc, I'm not 100% sure. You might know better than me. Do you have to have a motorcycle endorsement to ride that if it's under
2: 50? Uh, It depends on what state in California you have to. Um, I think Nevada you don't have to, and... I think uh, some of the other states. Is it the same
1: M1 or is it a different classification? I don't
0: know. It's the
2: same. Yeah, it's the M1 in California. Dude, in
1: Nevada, you don't have to have a driver license to
0: drive a car. Like fucking Arizona, you can
1: take UTVs on the street. Yeah. So So let's. uh, So yeah, we all live in the wrong state. Yeah, we we all. Obviously. (laughs) Yeah, shit. We could have the shit Mad Max like driving on the freeway. We could have some Polaris like razors out there to rip home on. Like.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely agree. Though the fact that they are CVT though. Doesn't mean you have to, you might have to have your endorsement, but you don't need to know how to have, have to ride. Shift, you know yeah. I mean? Yeah. So that's a good place to start. That's a, and actually, there's not much to them. Once you get the motor, like the motors, the way they are in the frame is a lot different than a motorcycle. So you can kind of work around it and, like, you know, kind of do any, as long as you're doing it up top and you're not messing with like electrical or something, like you can do a lot mm-hmm. of shit to these things. I, I interviewed an artist uh, last year that. Customizes these to make them look like Mad Max. Like, he, he uses a lot of Vinos just because there's like just that straight, uh, like, steering bar in the front, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like, there's so much you can do with all the lights and stuff up there if you, once you take that apart. So, I think that scooters have a lot more potential than people think. Mm-hmm. And, and smaller bikes. Like, what about the Groms? Like, are those obviously you're throwing two and three, 250 and 300 motors in these things. So, there you go. Like yeah, if you really
2: that, want to dig into it. So that will be the next step. Will be um, learning how to shift for those who never uh, rode a motorcycle before, and um, yeah, you could do a lot of stupid shit with the Grom because <laughs> it'll hurt you just as bad as a, a regular motorcycle would. But at least it wouldn't get away from you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So like guys who are like, yeah, I'm gonna get a 600, and next thing you know, they you know end up going off the ditch or something. Well, at least with the Grom, it's not going to get away from you that fast. Yeah,
0: for sure. I know. I was thinking about it, and I was like, I was going to say the same thing earlier. That stunt one over there has got a full cage and, like, all the stuff that a regular, like, 600 would have. But I know you could still get hurt on it pretty Mm -hmm. easily. But at the same time, like, I wouldn't feel, because I never did stunt stuff, but I wouldn't feel crazy learning on that. Mm-hmm. where like a 600 I'd be like shit those things weigh so much you know what I mean like just falling on your leg could break it or something mm-hmm. so yeah that's a good good way to hoon and, and, and learn how to like you know do a, I don't know like high chairs and shit like if mm-hmm. you want to get into that I'm digging it as far as like building a building a custom scooter like you can go old school right or you can go new school and like totally crazy wango tango mhm what, where do you guys go for inspiration when you're trying to look like for the copper tone one in the front, mm-hmm. or like this crazy elite? Like they're so different. Where do you guys go for inspiration
2: for for smaller stuff? Uh. For the copper one it, 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 That actually evolved From the, the customer He wanted something Really classy Where his girlfriend and um, Or his uh, fiance Would be Yeah that thing That thing is dope You know It's not a Ducati Or anything But I dig this So the inspiration Actually comes from Everywhere um, It could be from Architectural stuff To other bikes A lot of it is From other bikes And um, you know I think a lot of this stuff if you 're creative you could you could easily apply it onto these bikes um from like graffitis on the streets you can yeah, you yeah. throw it out on a battery box or some of the plastics um right
0: yeah the 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 that's what I was going to say, too, is the way these things are set up and the plastics and the way the wheels are exposed is mm-hmm. a lot different than a motorcycle. So I think you kind of pick and ch- when, if you're going to get into this sort of stuff, you're kind of picking and choosing different aspects that you want to highlight. Like on a bike, you might want to highlight the motor. Mm-hmm. These are kind of hidden unless you uncover them. So like maybe you want to go with the wheels. And I've seen a lot of bitching ass wheels around in a lot of your you know, galleries. Um, and, yeah, and the stands. Got to have the
2: kicks, the right kicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I think a lot of the guys also um, who are into input cars or hot rods this easily applies to them you know the inspiration is so easy you can hot rod it out you can especially the make ruckus it look, was yeah. like super
1: tuner car and stance works set up mm-hmm. but i think like you said earlier like that was what you guys were doing you were going to the drift track and stuff and then that kind of got into it so i think like those guys kind of evolved the ruckus mm-hmm. which was cool because there was a group of guys that weren't like traditional motorcycle guys so they thought outside the box for what what the bikes were doing and that's yeah. where cool shit came from they just thought differently
0: Yeah, and on a lot of these things like you were saying there's a big front panel that's like a, kind of like a fairing where on a motorcycle you got the headlights in there and sometimes some air vents some of these ones just has like a big flat panel mm-hmm. where it's like bam, do something to this I seen a bitch in one I forget what it was I think it was a ruckus that had like a fighter jet like a warthog or like a, like a flying tiger sort, yeah, of, a, yeah. sort of graphic and then you can do a lot of shit with the headlights, like recessing them in there and stuff. Like I, I saw a lot of stuff, a lot of, a lot of stuff for me, just seeing scooters instead of like custom, because you see custom bikes all over the web. And so when I started looking at your guys' stuff, I was like, holy shit, I never realized how much stuff is possible until mm-hmm. you start seeing what kind of outside of the box mm-hmm. thinking people do. So dude, cheap, cheaper than a motorcycle usually, and probably considered more dispensable, Or more disposable rather, and so you can probably pick them up for cheaper. And Mm -hmm. you guys are just doing some phenomenal shit with them. So, building with the smaller platform, and I'm just talking scooters. Like we could go into the Groms things now for like another twenty minutes, probably. And like there's all there's no limits,
2: right? Like yeah, there's no limits. There's like bills that are ranging from like two thousand to twelve thousand, fourteen thousand. It's just a matter of uh, how much custom stuff they want on them. You know, they even get into copper plating, gold plating. Yeah, oh, that's wow! What, yeah, that's where it gets <laughs> yeah. really involved, you know,
0: dude. If anybody's going to go out and choose a scooter over a bike to start a build from, you got you got any tricks or or a tip or like maybe one to start with, like one that's like a, a an easy one to start with, like maybe there's a type of scooter that's like
2: a little bit more for like advanced. Um, I think the Yamaha Zuma 125 is a little bit of the underdog. Um, it's a really good engine. It's it is a little bit bigger than the the Ruckus, and it. You know, um, average speed is around 60 miles per hour. I think that bike itself is a good platform. You don't have to mess around with the carburetors. Unless you really want to, then, um, then uh, you know, get a get a, a ruckus for that. Um, but the Zuma 125, I think that would be a good bike to start with.
1: Yeah,
0: those, yeah. yeah and it's a 125. It's like the same engine mm-hmm. as a Grom, so it's just on the scooter. Are those the ones that have, like, the off-road, like, headlight cages too, uh, the Zuma didn't they have like a bug eye, like headlights on the front? Yeah, yeah, right, they did. Right, yeah. right, yeah. So those ones are pretty cool. I've seen people like take those off road and shit too, like ADV style. Yeah, it's, there's Zuma's.
2: in Taiwan is really big. Actually, they have a whole racing series oh, where, wow. where they'll do uh, <laughs> off road racing and uh, you know dirt track racing. Right,
1: where is it where they do like I think it's Philippines, where they like drag racing or something.
0: Yeah,
2: not what?
1: the this more like the old
2: uh, elites and
1: stuff. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say, and, and I know. All Balls. In Malaysia, mm-hmm. like to support the MotoGP, it like it's World Superbike, all the endurance races and shit too, like Macau and all that shit. They have like elite classes, mm-hmm. and and they're like they sound like MotoGP two-strokes. They're like, yeah. eh, and these guys are like knee down in the corners <laughs> and shit, like going at least like eighty miles an hour on these fucking things that were probably meant to go like twenty-five. <laughs> it's incredible to watch. So I mean, I've seen some performance, you know, drag racing and shit where these things are just ripping down like some. Crazy dirt road, you know, that's how they race, like in the Philippines or whatever, like on a just to find a straight street. And these guys are just ripping, you know what I mean? Sandals, yeah, yeah, (laughs) sandals, sandals, and And, shorts, and no shirt, no shirt, yeah, or t shirt, right? And like a little brother on the back or something, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, like it's just it's crazy. And just to hear these things wind up and then see them fucking fly, it's like, holy shit, was that a Busa or like a you know, a 50cc? (laughs) So, yeah, that's actually pretty cool. If you guys want to get you know, into builds and you need some advice, I would recommend calling, uh, you know, calling Steady, even if you don't live around uh, here. Maybe you could order some parts, whatever you want to do. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys have helped many people get, you know, bikes on the road and, and stuff customized to where they, you know, where they look good and, and all that. Do you guys, have you ever, ever entered shows and stuff like that?
2: Uh, we do. Um, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, um, there's a block show up in Northern California. We went across, uh, to Tennessee from California, oh, we, we, oh, wow. we, we got an RV and we drove across and we went to the Smoky Mountain Crawl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the Tail of the Dragon. We rode that. That was pretty, mm-hmm. that was fun. That's In actually, uh, yeah. my buddy
1: that races 50s, I'll have to link up when that event is, my buddy that races 50s, that's, they race at the resort for Tail of the Dragon. Oh, they do. So, if there's like a mini bike show, I mean, to me, it's always rad to have like a show and a race kind of at the same venue at the same time, especially if it's like 50s and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, where it's similar... Similar bikes, that could be super cool. But yeah, that's where that like fifty racing is
2: based out of. Tail of the Dragon,
0: rad, you know. They also
2: do like slow racing in Colorado. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it's it's pretty fun.
0: That'd be ready to do like a uh, trials, like you know, like scooter trials, like just uh-huh. simple, not like jumping up rocks and shit, but just like a fun like slow racing, and then like maybe in like in the lines on the plank, like the GS trophy type of shit, yeah. but on like a Zuma or something. Um, let's move on a little bit now to like talk about where steady garage is headed. You guys have been building up going on 6 years, I think you said. Mm-hmm. And you guys have a hell of an operation here. It looks like you got like you guys ship a lot of stuff out of here too.
2: Yeah, we supply a lot of parts to um the east side of the US and the Midwest. Um so yeah, um we, our website actually has a lot of the parts that we keep in stock and there's also guys who call us or email us and ask us to build custom parts for them. So if we have time, um, before we used to have a lot of time, but now we, yeah. it's been, it's been pretty tight. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's rad. And, and I'm telling you guys, if you, if you're stumped or if you have an idea or you want to, even just to see in some inspiration, you know you can hit the googles and get all sorts of weird shit, or just go to you know steady garage look at the blog and they 've got a lot of good builds you guys got a really good gallery of all different sorts of scooters hmm. from slammed to like you know stretched and both, and then like you know just all sorts of rad paint jobs and all sorts of shit on there so it 's pretty cool and then you guys got your parts list and everything on there. Um, I, I want to talk I don't want to get too much into that like I'll, I'm going to put a link to your uh, the store in the show notes and to the shop I want to kind of talk about where you guys are headed I know I see some race bikes over there and you and I seen some trophies in your front lobby mm-hmm. you want to talk about that a little bit
2: yeah we want to we want to do more endurance racing and uh, sprint racing and um, as far as where we're heading um, I guess to to expand more on the, the product lines that we have yeah yeah Right. Racing's
1: always fun too. It I mean, I guess I'm a racer so it's kind of biased, but like you know, especially when you're doing like the custom stuff and you're doing the work on it, like you want to go out and test like your skills not just as a rider, but as a mechanic and as a parts developer too. So it's a good like kind of mix to get some of that and it's like I don't know, I feel like most of us work on motorcycles cuz we ride them. Mm -hmm. so like what better like to me anyway going to the track and going racing it's like you're riding it to your ability and to like your max and it's so much fun to like see what that is
2: yeah just to be in sync with your bike and some people don't know that feeling until they actually go out to the track like riding on the street yeah I know my bike but no you go out to the track yeah, try that out yeah you
1: gotta get to a place where you can just really open it up and really kind of get a feel for it Mm -hmm. it's a total eye opening experience
2: yeah so, yeah, a lot of uh, racing, um, of course, building building more um, mini bikes and, you know, bigger bikes. Yeah, that'll be pretty much the future. Yeah. What
0: type of racing um, you guys have done? United Mini Racing Association Endurance mm-hmm. Events. Mm-hmm. You guys, there's a lot of kart tracks around here in SoCal. Mm-hmm. And you guys, I mean, do you guys just, like, hit every single one that you can or... Are You guys picky? Do you guys select leagues that you have friends in, or are you guys just open for anything? Like, oh, uh,
2: we're, we're open to anything. Uh, but UMRA has been one of the best organizations for the mini bike racing because they, um, you know, they're they they're really good with uh, keeping up rules and explaining things. You know, some guys, uh, some other events, they're kind of like, you know, too too strong on things. You know, like the rules, like hey, you, yeah, you know, right? Yeah, you, so you
0: guys went to go drag racing. Uh-huh. And you called down and they're like, you got to have like NHRA approved, oh, yeah. this and that. So yeah, they're a little, little bit stringent on those rules.
2: Yeah, at uh, at Irwindale Speedway, which is just um, maybe two blocks away from us. And uh, we called them, we wanted to, to take our bikes down there and they wanted us to follow the NHRA rule, which is like 22 inch wide on the handlebar and a certain specific height that the bike needs to be at. And, you know, some of these, it's, it's not really that serious. We just want to go out and have fun yeah. and... um And yeah, then they wouldn't allow that. I think
1: that's a a lot of racing's losing out because of that. And even like track days, I remember it's been a while, um, but I grew up in the Midwest and like a lot of the track days back there, like they wanted a full Wira prepped race bike. Mm -hmm. And it was like, dude, if you're a street rider and you want to go to the track, like, okay, I'll I'll safety wire my oil drain plug. You know, you're going to make sure you have good tires, but it's like simple little safety stuff. Like you don't need to safety wire your entire bike. And it was, I think, it deterred a lot of people, and they didn't go to the track because they didn't want to spend two weeks drilling and safety wiring yeah, and putting a, lot a of, catch pan yeah, on it. Yeah, like, yeah. and it, it steers people away from the track. And I'm like, that's the opposite. Like, you want people to go to the track because if they go to the track, either, either, I mean, I'd say they're going to love it no matter what. I don't know a lot of people that don't love it. You know, they might not go back all the time, but they still enjoy it. And then you got the guys that are going to go back all the time. And then you got the guys that are going to turn into racing, and they will eventually safety wire their bike. But you got to get them there to start yeah. with. Yeah, mm-hmm. the
0: first couple track days, you don't want to have to like. I mean, that's why ramming speed is so cool, and like even track days, it's like yeah, as long as you're not dripping oil everywhere, like come out and try it, and then yeah. you know you don't have to have the full. A fucking- lot
1: of them around here, like they make sure your tires are in good shape um some of them make sure you have a pin type master link and then they like squeeze your brake levers mm-hmm. squeeze your clutch and that's about it yeah they make sure your throttle closes and that's it they're like okay you're good to go yeah you know and they a lot of them like check your helmet i've not seen them check your leathers but you know they want you they you got to be in certain kind of leathers that they can spot when you pull onto the track but uh, that's really about it and to me that's like good yeah. For mini bikes, big bikes, whatever, flat track, like, you know, you throw too many rules. Like, people are like, oh, I don't want to do all that to my bike.
2: Yeah. yeah I think that's part of today's society, right? Keeping yeah. everything safe. But, like, yeah. back then, guys in the 60s, dude, they didn't even have a helmet. Yeah. They yeah. didn't have anything. You, you Safety at, equipment? Nah. You yeah. look at old motocross, hel- or old
0: motocross footage, and it was basically a dude in a jumper. Yeah. <laughs> like, the helmet was the most sophisticated thing they had, and those things weren't even that good. Yeah. yeah. So, you guys do. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about the events that you guys do. Have you guys, do you have any coming up or do you guys have any events or shows that you guys are going to be putting on or any more yard sales or anything like mm-hmm. that?
2: that- um, there's actually a event in Northern California in Sacramento. It's called Street to Track, which is a uh, drag race uh, eighth mile event. You know, the good thing is that they allow um, mini bikes and all that just to go up and, and drag race and they're not too serious about some of the rules and regulation. Um, there's also a Super Sunday event, which happened once a year, um, every year for the last ten years. Actually, this year is the tenth year anniversary. Oh, rad. Um Last year there was around like 550 riders, so hopefully this year will be a lot bigger and uh, more eventful. Nice. Um, Where's that at? Uh, that's gonna be somewhere around the San Gabriel Valley. Okay. Um, it, the the host actually announced everything like when it when it when he gets everything ironed out. Okay. Yeah, so like the destination where everyone's going to ride to and the meet up spot is all announced like, you know, as as it, as as it goes. All right. Yeah.
0: Nice. Yeah, I'm going to keep that in mind. I know there's so much stuff that I've learned, you know, just yeah, maybe the we pe- can
1: hit that up. Yeah, too. like in the
0: past couple of weeks like the The ride up GMR that was went on like the Grom ride up there a couple weeks ago. Like I was like, holy shit! I wouldn't have seen that you know if I hadn't been like paying attention to your guys' stuff Mm -hmm. and just going, man, like what a fun, what a fun ride to do. And then just to even go with just a group of people that are you know going at all different paces and on all different stuff. It's not like a vintage ride. It's not like a Harley ride. You know what I mean? It's it's just like a fun ride, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, that's there,
2: there's actually a weekly rides too. You know, I'm hosted by like Hannah Grom Lifestyle, the IE Groms if you're in the inland empire. Um, you know, so there's a, a lot of little weekly rides that that occur. So if anyone from out of town come in and they just want to jump on a bike and ride, they're more than more than happy to have you. You know. Thanks. Yeah. You
0: know, I was super excited last year when. BMW announced they're going to make a 310. Mm-hmm. You know, the smallest thing they had is a 650, except for that one year they had that 450 motocross bike. F- 650 was like the smallest thing they had for forever. And then all of a sudden they're going to have a 310. Kawasaki has the Versus 300X. The CRF 250 Rally comes out. You know, now there's like a CBR, you know, 250. But no, there's the um, the the, Ka- the Suzuki, mm-hmm. the 250 Jixers coming out. Um, you know, they had a 250 Ninja for a while. I mean, the Kawasaki's getting out of the 250 sport bikes. They're going a little higher, but they are bringing like the KLR 250. And it's like all these people are bringing small bikes. And I totally thought, and then, you know, with the Grom and the smaller Rebels and stuff coming back, I was like, dude, this is it. This is going to be like a small bike revolution because people, the, the price point, what, what people are willing to pay and what younger riders can afford with college. I mean, a lot of kids are going to college. That's like a lot of parents are trying to save up and send their kids to college. And so I was thinking, this smaller bike revolution is like going to catch on, and I don't think it really has. But when I come to a place like this, and it's like the majority of what you guys have, and I see how much fun you guys have, and all this shit, I'm like, this may be like the next step for like reinventing, like rebringing back that sensation of like like it was
1: in 2006 and 2007 when there was a ton of scooters, nobody really cared. It, you know it's definitely what I mean? part of it, like. The fact that you can go buy a Grom and a Z125 that do 60 mile an hour, like, they're not the fastest thing in the world. You're not going to go out on California freeways and run 80 oh. with traffic, but you can commute around town, oh. mm-hmm. you know. Depending where you live, you could still get on a freeway. Like, you could hang with traffic. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it might not be the best idea in the world, but it could be done. <laughs> well, and I know a lot of guys, like, like you know, you do a few mods to them and they're doing 80. Yeah, Like... Would I be hey, dumb enough to get on the freeway in California if my bike would do 80? Maybe. Close. Hey, when we
0: rode down to Hollywood Electrics, how there was... Yeah, a your bike barely where, does 80. Yeah, there was a few spots where we were doing, like, you know, 20, and we were <coughs> splitting lanes. So, I mean, yeah. these things would have just been, like, flying through there, you know what I mean? And especially, like,
1: yeah, right. and, if you, and if you don't get on the freeway to commute... Then they're awesome. Yeah. I've, Besides I, the fact, like you hit parking lots and do wheelies and shit on yeah, them, Yeah. Like no one's the wiser. They think you're on yeah. a little scooter. They don't care. When
0: I see a grom in the wild, I always know. I'm like, fuck that. He jumped the curves to get there. Mm-hmm. Like he's parked up on that. Uh, like I just, I, I want one. You know what I mean? It makes mm-hmm. me want one. And the fact that I was telling you, like that older guy that used to ride Gootsies back in the day was thinking about getting one to get back into it. It's like it could be a, uh, it could be the gateway. Like I, I, I kind of see this small bike revolution thing. I hope it catches on. I know it's only a year in and. it usually takes like three years for shit to even catch on. And then it's already dead by then because they didn't sell good for the previous two years. Like, fuck this shit. Let's quit selling it. And it's like right when people are like, hey, I think I might look into a small bike. So I kind of hope this stuff catches on. But definitely like if people were were to see like the stuff that you guys are doing and like how fun you can make these things look and like just – I don't know. Just cool. like. My daughter has a little electric one. She's only seven. So, I mean, it's not like I'm taking her out on the freeway or anything. But she asked me to, when I came down here to ask you guys about it. And, like, if you do the electric scooters, I'm like, honey, listen, like, it's it, they're cool. You know, like, if she, if she likes them I and she grows up with that shit and she sees, like, the cool stuff that you guys are doing, I just know that it'll be, like, one more person that's, like, on two wheels. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm really excited about it. I'm excited about the stuff that you guys are doing with everything you got in here from the Harleys. I kind of want to see you put a pair of these fucking like thirty-seven-inch apes on a <laughs> on a ruckus, you
1: know. You'll have to, you'll have to ride it; st- it'll be like one of those push scooters. Dude, this back one's in the got day. some little narrow T-bars on it, dude. Yeah. That's some FTW coaster. Yeah, shit right there, there, there
2: you go. Yeah, see like, Feezy's bike. Yeah, his uh, Met Rook. Jeff Wright yeah. would be
1: pretty fucking stoked
2: about that.
0: Yeah, no, that's the thing too. Is like looking at each one of these; every single one is different and just enough like a motorcycle like just enough to make it like not even close to the one next to it you know mm-hmm. what i mean so it's it's rad rad looking at all these things and it it's inspiring man like i'm i for the first time in a long time i'm inspired and i and i go to motorcycle events and motorcycle shops all the time so i just see the same shit over and over and over so it's kind of exciting to come in here and i'm glad you guys are doing what you guys are doing if you have any events and if you guys have any shows or anything that you're doing so it's it's Make been sure. done. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's just like, remember those scooters as a kid that used yeah. to stand up and push like that?
2: <laughs> These are uh, 18s on a ruckus. Yeah. yeah it's on our Instagram.
0: <laughs> okay. hey, dude. Yeah. So before we get out of here, um, you guys, oh, do you guys have any future builds that you guys are going to be doing that's going to blow anybody's mind?
2: Um, usually we do at least like a one or two builds for the Super Sunday event. Yeah. Um, Right now is uh we usually like to crunch it up like the last two months, hmm. so um, I think there, there's there's going to be some pretty rad stuff. Hopefully,
0: when and when is that going down? Like uh, a grom
2: with a CBR three hundred is not rad Yeah, on. I know. I know <laughs> that's, that's funny. Uh, uh, Super Sunday is actually in uh, the beginning of May. Okay, um, maybe the first week, maybe the second week. Yeah. he hasn't announced it, but it's happening. Yeah, be cool. That'll I'm be gonna definitely to keep our yeah. Open, I'm gonna right.
0: keep my eyes open for that because that's gonna be fun as hell to go there and uh just cover it. So, any uh, any race tracks we can expect to see you guys on uh here coming up pretty soon?
2: Uh Grange and um and Adams is what we uh, and um yeah, pretty much the 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 3 Southern California one, Adams Apex. We'll yeah. be out there. How and often it, you guys go out? Um we haven't went this year. Um maybe so- maybe sometime in in after Super Sundays, when we actually go out a lot more, and then yeah. uh, what we wanted to do was actually set up uh, the the Z125 and the Grom as demo bikes, so that way they could test out the suspension and all that. Oh, right. So okay. if anyone wants good. to come out and um, and ride it, then more than yeah. More, yeah more I've than-
1: been talking to him about doing like a SoCal Supermoto day, but that could be super fun too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be that's like on my bucket list of stuff to do. <laughs>
0: Um, and then this is not a DIY garage. I know they're popping up, especially in LA where we don't have a lot of residential or garage space and all that shit. Do you guys have any plans to do any, like, get back into your clothing line stuff that kind of started you or, like, get into, like, spin off, like, a steady DIY somewhere for people, like, that live in downtown that want to, like, bring their shit in and do some of the stuff themselves or try to do what you guys do, like, in a, you guys have any, any feature plans like that or anything, uh going down?
2: Yeah, we're, we're we're down for it. It's just a uh, a matter of time once we, you know, get things a little bit more organized cuz there's mm-hmm. tools and parts everywhere, but um yeah, we're not opposed to it. And I think uh, if if, uh, if if we can help someone out with building or, you know, um having them learn about things, you know, we're down for it.
0: Rad. All right, guys. Well, hey, let's uh let's get your guys website and get your Instagram real quick if if people want to contact you, what's the best way to hit you up?
2: Uh, they could check us out on Instagram, which is uh, Steady Garage and also uh, Steady Custom Cycle. <laughs> our website is uh, www.steadygarage.com and www.steadycustomcycles.com. Um, you can also look us up on Facebook, uh, at Steady Garage and Steady Custom Cycles. Um, our phone number six two six five zero nine nine five seven one, 626-509-9571. And feel free to email us about anything.
0: Right. Yeah, if you have any... Ideas, any parts you need. As he said before, he gave you a rundown of what he does here exactly day in and day out. And they're here all day, man. Check out their Instagrams. They always got good stuff going on in there. There's events. Like every time of an event comes up, you guys make sure to post it on there. And just to see some sick bikes, uh, check out the Instagrams and check out the blog and you will, you're going to be surprised. There's, some really nice stuff on there. So, hey Kevin, thank you so much. Thanks thank for you. thanks for inviting us to this and I'm really glad I came down and hung out on Saturday and saw like the whole crowd of people that that wanted to show up because it really it's a lot more than you would think and there's it's a bigger diverse crowd than you would think too from the style of stuff that was being ridden to the style of people that were here like and the whole cool family fun like food mm. atmosphere that you guys had going on. It was more like a Parking lot barbecue hangout than it yeah, was laid like, back. yeah it was yeah. super laid back steady. and fun so yeah it was totally <laughs> steady stony stony garage yeah just uh, that doesn't have the same same ring as steady garage so thank you so much for having us uh, tonight and uh, Wiggs, anything you want to say before we get out of here it sounds like that's your sign off no it's not my sign off because I still have some Instagram pics that I'm gonna drop in here later and uh, some current events coming up I'm gonna drop this stuff in and post but we're gonna get out of here uh, Kevin thanks again thank you. And that mic was open this whole time. (laughs) You could have got in on the roast, man. We needed some help. We failed on that stuff. So until next time, uh, we'll we'll, we'll, see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you guys again. Fair time. All right. Alright everybody, I'm your host Memphis Blues Welcome back to the studio 83.67 mega Here in lovely WCRMP Greater Writing Motorcycle Podcast Studios in downtown Los Angeles Tonight is uh, 73 and clear Tomorrow's going to be uh, also in the mid-70s Sunday's going to be 83 And uh, Monday, well we just don't know We don't like Mondays around here Got a little crash again on the 91 the 60s looking a bit slow and so is the 10 so is the 710 and the 210 and uh, most of the freeways that we've checked that have a 10 in them uh if you're headed north on the 15 toward las vegas fair play you're gonna be stuck in some traffic for quite a while and uh coming up next we're gonna have some current events stick around Check, check, one, two. This is Junk Dog back in the studio. All right, let's get into some current events, stuff that's going to be coming up within the next uh, four weeks or so. If you're hearing my voice right now, it's January 26th, and happy Australia Day. By, actually, by the time this goes out, it will already be tomorrow in Australia, so uh, I hope you had a good Australia Day. Uh, tonight at the, mm, I think the Torque Moto Cafe down in San Diego, they're going to do the Mods versus Rockers uh, meet and greet. Tomorrow will be the big day, the Mods versus Rockers, mm, I want to say 17 or something like that. Uh, Yeah, pretty big deal. So if you're going to head out to that, ride safe, everybody. Uh, the 26th through the 28th at the, uh, is the Cleveland IMS. You know, Wiggs and I wrapped ours up back in November, and they're just getting around to, to closing these things out for the rest of the country for the, for the uh, rest of the, this year. So it's going to be at the IX Center, which could be 110 Center. Maybe it's a Roman numeral center. I have no idea. But anyway, check out Cleveland IMS happening this weekend. Like I said, the San Diego Mods versus Rockers going down on the 27th. Also, Saturday, the 27th, Irwindale, Night of Destruction. Tickets are cheap, and uh, the destruction doesn't get any better than uh, watching trailer races and skid plate races. There's little Enduros. All that stuff is so much fun. Uh, if, you, if you're in the area, go check that out. And if you're not, it's not too far of a drive for... I mean, it's like one of the only cool little raceways left in uh, L.A. County. So check that out. Also, the 27th, Dania Beach, Florida, is the 12th annual Vintage Motorcycle Show. If you're in Dania Beach, I hear it's not cold. Go check it out. Uh, The 28th, In Amsterdam, Rusty Gold Swap Meet. Uh, You're going to have to go to Amsterdam to check out those um, details. Also, the 28th, the SoCal Cycle Swap Meet happening down in Long Beach happens the last Saturday of every month, last Sunday, I'm sorry, of every month. And uh, so you can check that out on any Sunday. All pun intended. February 2nd through 4th, the Dallas IMF, IMF International Motor Foe is happening at the KD Hutchinson. Is that KD or KB? My writing's terrible. It is the KB Hutchinson Convention Center. So Dallas IMS will be kicking off the 2nd through the 4th of Feb. Uh, also on the 4th of February, Ramming Speed Racing will be out at the streets of Willow doing their classic bike or small bike day again. Hurry up before Monday and register. It's only $150 bucks per rider. Uh, that ends on the 28th. So you got this weekend. Got to get it in before Monday, which is 12 o'clock midnight on Sunday. Uh, the 9th through the 11th of February is the one show up in Portland, Oregon. The Misfits will be there. Wigs will be up there. If you're up there, say hi to both uh, those people. Watch Wigs Race. Hang out for the uh, the show and... Uh, stop one of them and get yourself on some air and then uh, come back and get yourself on this show. All right. ninth uh, through 11th, Chicago IMS at Stevens Convention Center or Steffen's if, if you're, uh, if that's how Steffen's Convention Center is pronounced, if Steffen's Convention Center is too cool for school. February 10th, there's a cool event at Yazza's Garage called Bring Your Own Carb. They do that once in a while up here. I think, Yaz is one of the Cretans crew, and every once in a while they do a bring your own carb. They teach you how to service your carb, rebuild your carb, and teach you all the parts of a carb. Like you learn all the parts of your body when you're a little kid. So that's February 10th. Check it out on Facebook. Look for BYOC. And if you find it and you're in the area, hit it up. Learn how to do some carb work. February 23rd through the 25th. Washington, D.C. IMS is going on at the Walter Washington Convention Center. Little known fact, Washington, D.C., named after Walter Washington. Uh, The 24th through the 25th Mama Tried if you're in the Cleveland Manhattan area of New Jersey that's where Mama Tried's going down it's not a very famous uh, motorcycle show and it never happens so you really gotta know you really gotta be able to find uh, Cleveland Manhattan New Jersey and uh, so yeah check that out 24th and the 25th and of course the 24th we've been pumping it you heard it at the beginning of this episode Rick James baby Legacy Brewering uh, I keep saying Brewering and one of these days I'm going to stop doing that it'll probably be february 25th they'll actually learn to say brewing the right way but anyways check it out art ride check them out at artride ca on instagram for all the details they got a lot of artwork popping up there already but there's going to be some bikes beer uh cool artwork bands so the three important b's bikes beers bands good food it's going to be a family fun. Uh, you know experience so don't be afraid to bring the little ones out don't be afraid to roll grandma in there on her walker or get grandpa in the wheelchair in there everybody's gonna love it and it's gonna be a fun time Rick has renamed Oceanside Good Times California so the 24th check out good times California and uh, now for some Instagram shout-outs the other day to watch a motorcycle race bought a $13 beer and a seven dollar hot dog Left him in my face. It was rotten and gross. Was it even meat? It smelled worse than old lady's feet. Might as well have eaten a monkey's butt. Eaten a monkey's butt. Might as well have eaten a monkey's butt. Eaten a monkey's butt. Might as well have eaten a monkey's butt. Eaten a monkey's butt. Might as well have eaten a monkey's butt.
3: Eaten a monkey's butt.
0: Alright, alright everybody, straight up, I gotta tell you, I'm just gonna flick through randomly and pick an Instagram tonight, I don't even care about it, dude, I don't even care if it's motorcycle related, I do care if I picked him out before, so here we go, boom, Moto, oh no, here it is, Chopper Baron, Chopper Baron is C-H-P-R-B-A-R-O-N, Chopper Baron is coming to you from uh, Italy? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know where Chopper Baron's coming to you from, but I think he's in Leeds. And I'm just saying that because I'm an idiot and I don't really know where he is. But uh, yeah, I think he's on the other side of the pond, <clears throat> and I live across a pond from where he's at. Kill myself now. <laughs> Alrighty, well, before I kill myself, it's time to do Chris's Instagram shout out. This is not coming from Wiggins. It's not endorsed by Wiggins. It's just me taking his place since he didn't give me anything before we uh, wrapped up at Steady. I'm going to go ahead and, in the mood of Steady Garage and the style of Steady and keeping it steady, we're going to keep it small. This is Rock Bagoros. R O K B A G O R O S. Uh, I don't even know what they do, but the particular video I'm seeing is that they're rebuilding a sweet moped, making it. They're not making it hipster-tastic. They're just, like, redoing it. But it does look like they have a lot of little, smaller bikes and cool scooters doing all sorts of cool stunt stuff on their uh, Instagram feed. So there you go, Instagram shout-outs for the week. And uh, everybody in Wisconsin... Keep your pants on. Hold out for Punxsutawney Phil. He'll be here pretty soon to tell you if it will be riding season or not. Stick around for some more juice. All right, well, I guess that was kind of abrupt and weird. A weird place to stop. Here's the juice. So while I'm alone here yapping on the new mic, I know you guys can tell because I sound very eloquent and sexy on it. Uh, I went out and I last night, uh, I got to hit the gym here, so I'll keep it quick. Uh, I went out and bought a, a, a magazine called Electric Bike Action Magazine. The reason I did that was because I was looking. There was only one motorcycle magazine available, which is kind of sad. I was in a grocery store, not a, you know, Barnes & Noble's or whatever else sells books. And... um but you know what? I was looking at some of the bikes on the cover, and I thought, well, these things are pretty trick in the spirit of Mama Tried and the One Show and the Hand Built Show and uh, Born Free and all that crazy stuff that's happening, where people just get out and start building the craziest motorcycle you can ever think of. It looks a lot like the people at Electric Bike. <clears throat> pardon me, Action Magazine are taking this hint. The builders are building stuff that looks a heck of a lot like motorcycles. So it got me reading. And I'm looking in here, and I've, I've looked at uh, electric car mags before and electric bike mags before, and I'm telling you, some of the stuff in these things, some of the electric bicycles, are more than uh, like those Chinese electric cars I was talking about. I saw, I was looking at one the other day. I forget. what It was like from 2015 even. So uh and, and just for inflation two or three or four years, you know. And uh I don't know what it would be, probably twenty thousand bucks this year as a twenty eighteen. But it was like fifteen or sixteen thousand bucks. And I'm looking at a lot of these e-bikes are like three grand. And heck, a lot of non e bike mountain bikes and road bikes and stuff. Wiggins could have probably he'd probably love to chime in on this because he used to work at a bike store and uh be part of the peloton and all that stuff but uh, but you know i had a friend who rode like gary fisher's and bianchi's and stuff like that and those things were like three grand uh starting you know and i've been in my fair uh amount of bike stores looking for a deal you know under 500 bucks because i'm that cheap bastard that goes into a you know velo store velo rama or whatever the hell you want to call your bike store and looks for the cheap bike and then like the cheapest one in there is like a grand for a mountain bike i'm like come on dude like I just want to get into it. You know, I don't want to like go out and buy like a $3,000 downhill rig or something like that. So uh, needless to say, pedal bikes and push bikes are not cheap when you start going for, you know, not your Walmart or Target or Kmart brand anymore. You start going out and getting like a full suspension rig. Like I got a, I got a uh, specialized FSR, got it used because a brand new one was like $2,100 or something like that. And I was like, what the hell? And so even at like 400 bucks off of Craigslist, that thing was a steal. And it just got me thinking how we've been talking about where the bike industry is going. And I mentioned that, you know, the whole give a shift thing that I went to the other day. Liza's been calling me every other day, bugging me about it. Like she's really fired up about getting people engaged, getting people talking about motorcycles. And now after spending, you know, this week at Steady Garage, and grab an e-bike magazine, I'm fired up about two wheels in general. And I don't know if it's a switch. This is like just my, you know, an editorial piece thinking here. But do we need to encompass bicycles also? I mean, there's there are some motorcycle companies that are deciding, like Zero. I believe Zero started out as like an electric mountain bike company before they went out full-on motorcycle. And actually reading this magazine here, Electric Bike Action Mag, uh, they say that a couple of the other magazines under that uh, umbrella are power sports magazines. And so they were talking to some of the editors uh, within their office building about their stuff that there is going on in the motorcycling community and the car community and this nap. And, and it's pretty interesting, the kind of crossover that we see. And I have to tell you that I've seen the Sea Otter Classic, I believe it is, has some really cool bikes that look like motorcycles. Uh, Flat Tracker, Trials, Cafe Racer, um, a bunch of the ones that I saw last year or the year before, I don't remember, were styled specifically after motorcycles. And the one that I'm looking right now, the unique Avionics Cruiser, it's totally uh, patterned after a bobber. It's even got like a Springer seat and like the frame on it really kind of sings to the, yeah, it totally looks like a vintage motorcycle. And so I'm, I'm starting to read the articles and they're talking about the stuff that they have within their own community. And I started thinking about the stuff that we have in the motorcycling community. We mentioned it, you know, in the interview with Steady that, you know, you get like mountain or ADV dudes and the motocross bros and like the street bike bros and all these people kind of clicking off and being difficult to other You know, riders of you know whatever style you ride, and I'm thinking, man, like maybe we can even branch out instead of clicking up, you know, because even in the bicycle realm, a lot of the push bike folks don't like the e bikes, and there's a lot of pushback and blowback and like criticism and this and that, and then you know, electric this, electric you know, it's not really riding, blah blah blah. And so I'm reading this thing, and I'm going, man, the the struggles real. The two wheel, or you know, I, I believe like with. Vehicles and cars, something that you ride in it 's a little bit less about uh, like everything gets judged on a straight platform pretty much unless you 're like a fan of a certain sort of power plant, you know what I mean like electric versus hydrogen versus uh, ice or whatever that is you know there 's all there 's always that and then even diesel, but a car for the most part you experience from the inside there 's very few cars that you Even convertibles, you're really inside it. There's very few cars that you ride on or under successfully and, uh, you know, judge the cars across that platform. It's always from the inside and how the four wheels hug the road, blah, 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 blah. So I'm thinking this two-wheel thing that's going on right now, maybe we should, I, I don't know, maybe we should reach out across, not only across these motor sizes, you know, from 50cc to 2300 CC, which is like the Triumph Rocket 3 and the Speedmaster and all that crap, and the Boss Haas, the V8, you know, maybe we should also reach out to these e-bike companies that are kind of crossing over. And one example that I gave a little bit ago was the Bull Tacos. Bull Taco used to be a really bitching motorcycle company, and they have since begun again as a uh, e-bike company. Now, they're making e-bikes, but these quote, e-bikes are really, really, really close to basically a small displacement electric motorcycle or electric moped. And Bull Taco specifically makes their e-bikes so that they can handle you know, that sort of you know, terrain and, and that sort of punishment that you would put give like a CT90 or something back in the day. Now, e-bikes too are governed at 28 miles per hour because your Walmart helmet isn't going to protect you if you smash the ground faster than that. But these things can haul, and they are like little motorcycles. This article mentions that you know they they were talking to you know the other people in their in their office. Let me going back to the uh, the e bike mag editors, and it says here they're quoting like you know we're talking about the pushback that we get in our industry from riding e bikes v- v- versus regular bikes, and we're seeing other electric stuff come here from other co- companies and or and countries that are you know international. And it's not just bicycles coming over from Europe where electric bicycles have been flourishing. It's also motorcycles now. For instance, KTM coming over and competing directly with Alta, um, companies like Zero, Energica. And then it says here, quote, I've heard rumors that Harley-Davidson may be making more than prototype electric bikes soon end quote. So even Harley Davidson gets a mention in here. And I had not heard that they may be making more than electric bikes because their electric bikes still isn't expected for about three more years. So at any rate, it's really interesting. The crossover sort of stuff that this stuff, uh, that this magazine has kind of pointed me in, uh, the, the direction that it's kind of pointing me right now to think really outside the box, as far as how to get people into motorcycling might even start with an electric bicycle. And uh in this mag on page 10, they have a Yamaha I don't see the the uh e I don't see the uh uh what's it called? The model number here or the model whatever they're going to call it, but it's a hardtail by Yamaha. It's an electric mountain bike, and I know BMW makes them. I've seen Porsche make them. I know like uh Range Rover makes them. There's all sorts of car companies get into making bicycles just because of the heritage of a bike, what a bike is, what a bike started out as, and the things that you can do with a bicycle, how you know small they are to make compared to a car. But still, the Porsche ones were still like $8,000. So they're more than the price of a Volkswagen Beetle back when it was originally for sale. But yeah, I'm looking at all these crazy bikes on here. Some of them have more range than electric motorcycles. And so it just got me thinking, you know, I... Dude, I'm not gonna plunk down 10 grand on an electric bicycle, but th- these things are pretty sweet. And uh, getting my kid into riding may, and getting my friends maybe into riding, may start with uh, electric bikes rather than motorcycles. You know, get them used to the throttle, get them used to the feeling of you know not having to pedal, getting them used to the balance and all that stuff before. And, and I think they even make little electric trials bikes. Um, that don't have push, you know, don't have pedals at all, but that would be a pretty slick way to get people into motorcycling and even cross over a little bit. Yamaha, maybe their sales are gonna be down, um, you know, on the higher range motorcycles, but they can sling out a few electric bikes, bicycles for, you know, you guys that need to ride around the pits. I don't know. You know, I'm just thinking, trying to think outside the box here of how to get more people into two wheels, period and uh, what line, like how far in the future or how close in the future we are to making two-wheeled mass transit because I've heard Law Abiding Biker was talking about it. I believe that... I think it was them talking about e-bikes and, uh, or maybe it was the throttled podcast. I forget. But talking about all the e-bikes that that are parked around the the big cities now. like when I, I see them here in LA, I see them in San Diego, these rows and rows and rows of these, uh, electric bikes that you check out right around the city. You don't need a taxi. You don't need to pay an Uber. You know, you just, you pay for by hour or whatever it is. You get exercise. It's good for you to pedal around when you get tired you can kick on the you know electric and you're kind of getting out there on two wheels you're kind of lane splitting in a way you know cuz you're riding between traffic on one side and pedestrians on the other in the bike lane you're getting used to how cars react to two wheelers you know and uh, you're doing it at a safe speed on something that you feel comfortable on but which is actually probably the most dangerous because you're required to wear the least amount of gear, and you're right out there with the cars, but um, but all I'm saying is that, like, I think this could be a gateway, embracing electric bicycles, and then eventually some of these bicycles might be considered like a 25cc, some of them might be considered a 50cc. There you go. Now it's a scooter, and uh, just up and on. So this e-bike, mag- electric bike action magazine, really got me thinking. The give a shift got me thinking. And uh, I'm just excited to see how the next five years, like whether we influence it or not, um, how some of this stuff transitions, you know, whether motorcycles become, you know, hybrid bicycles at some point. Uh, I don't know. But... Uh, that's gonna do it for me this week. You uh, you think on that? Let that simmer in a little bit. I'm gonna leave you with a little song. This episode's a little bit shorter than we've been going lately, but uh, that's okay. You guys probably don't want to listen to me ramble on it anymore, and you're probably ready to go sleep. So, and I gotta hit the gym. So I'm gonna leave you with a little tune. We'll get you out of here. Have a good weekend. That basically sounds like Wiggins' sign off, doesn't it? All right, signing off, Junkie Turdman, out.
1: To be there, it's gonna be fun. I was gonna say February 23rd, 24th, 25th is the oh. Mama Tried Show. So the 23rd is flat out Friday at the BMO Harris Bradley Center. I love the way you pronounce that. What Bradley? Mm. I wasn't sure if it's Brady or Bradley. I had All to of check. It. Um, that was my name in high school. I'm not sure which one, I believe that's the Milwaukee Bucks Arena. Um, I could be wrong, it might be the little I believe that's the Bucks Arena. Anyway, it's the uh, Milwaukee Vikings yes. Center. So that should be the 23rd. The 24th is uh, the Mama Tried show, and the 25th is also Mama Tried, and should be some ice racing. So if you are in and around Milwaukee, um, there's a lot going on that weekend.